one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So if you are MGF right now, you are in a world of problems. Because not only is Jay White coming after you, but Wardlow is coming after you, and Kenny Omega is coming after you. Basically, everybody has gone, I would like to be the little champion. So I'm going to go after that guy. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller, the absolute bald idiot from somewhere here in the United Kingdom. Probably need to come up with a better name than that. It doesn't really roll off the tongue, but if you want to know what I thought about last night's episode of AEW, you've come to the right place. Let's take the finger of power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits are flubbing down. Now, AEW this week started with Jay White versus Penta. So do not forget, if this had happened a few years ago, we all would have lost our minds. Sometimes we just need to enjoy what we get. Penta was out with Alex Abahante as well, and Jay had all his Bullet Club friends. So it's just like, <laughs> there's going to be so much shenanigans in this match. And there was. Penta knew that as well, so the first thing he did was just dive onto everyone. And then when he got his hands on Jay White, he stabbed him in the back because he hit a backstabber. Colin Gunn was then cast in distraction using all his MP, and I told you that was going to happen. And then, yes, Jay White was able to grab the masked man and give him a DDT. Let's not forget, in like 1984, that would have been the end of the damn fight. The Bullet Club just kept yelling at Penta when he was on the outside too. I was like, that's a very interesting plan. Although they did have a part B, because Jay White took his mask and he tied it to the ropes. Now, thankfully, the referee came and helped him here, because that is just a really, really mean thing to do. I think one of the buttons on Penta's controller then got stuck, because he just went sling blade, sling blade, sling blade. As if he didn't know any other moves, when he remembered one, and he hit a dive. <laughs> I was laughing. We then got a chop battle, so we just got this sound effect for a while. When Jay got really annoyed, he was like, look, you are slapping me in my bare chest, Whereas you are wearing clothes. So Penta was like, all right. He got naked and he just gave White the biggest chop you've ever seen in your life. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but still. He also hit this mad reverse DDT and tried to bust Jay White's brain with a brain buster. This stage, I was like, yes, I'm having a very good time. The Masked Man then got made in Japan for a one-two-oo, but this is when the Bullet Club did get worried because the guns were running around going, look at me, look at me. This stupid ref did do that, although what else was he meant to do? Which is when Juice Robinson got his fake diamond ring. He punched Penta right in the face, and we were done. Because we got the Blade Runner 1, 2, 3, and I was like, man, Penta really needed a friend here. When actually Jay got the microphone, and he said the same thing. He was like, hey, MJF, I'm still waiting for you to respond to my tag team challenge match. But you haven't, because you can't find anybody. Robinson then promised to win the battle roll later as the guns are all like, we got two words for your guns up. Oh, look, they are running rampant over AEW right now. And I perfectly admit we kind of picked the obvious choices here. Sometimes the obvious choices are the right ones. And that's why they're obvious. Up. Then it turned out Maxwell was actually watching this. 
is backstage with Rennie Paquette. Now he admitted that he could have gone out there, but one, he would have had his ass kicked because the wrestling mass didn't add up, but two, that's what a good guy would do. He's no good guy. He's a scumbag. He also doesn't want to waste his crowd pop on doing a run-in, and that made me laugh. It was a good line. And he actually wants Juice Robinson to win this battle royal, because then the following week on Dynamite, he can just whip his ass. This is when the Acclaim walked in, and Max Caster again was like, we can be your tag team partners, and after we are victorious, we can do some scissoring. But Max didn't want to hear this, and he said nope, and he walked off. I guess he's more of a knife guy. Caster had an interesting way to deal with this though because he said, I'm gonna enter that battle royal, I'm gonna win, and then I'll beat MGF on the following week and make him put a ring on it. Even the Acclaim were like, man, you gotta stop doing this. It's not helping anything. I do have to ask the question, if Max hadn't entered the battle royal, does that just mean there was gonna be a space that wasn't going to be filled? At this point, Daddy Ass was like, man, that Maxwell Jacob Friedman, he's such a scumbag, when Max stared off into the distance and said, yes, but he's our scumbag. That was the cheesiest thing we did all night. Who knew that we could make that somewhat poignant, though? And once again, you can see where this is leading. We will do the Bullet Club versus MJF and the Acclaimed. I ain't got no problem with that. In fact, I think it's a pretty interesting scenario. This is when Emi Sakura decided I need to move forward in this women's division because she was taking on the champion, Akaru Shida. I tell you, these two guys bludgeoned each other. You also had the whole teacher versus student aspect, so there's a storyline straight away. <laughs> they just got into it. I was like, man. I think they may have forgotten what wrestling is. I mean, for a good while, it just went chop forearm, chop forearm, chop forearm. When Sheeta hit the ropes, and when she came back, Sakura just kneed her right in the face. And even I was doing this, I think it knocked me out. I think couldn't stop laughing because Sheeta kept going for the ultimate comeback move in 2023, the crossbody, but she wasn't able to hit it, probably because every occasion she was like, man, if I don't do this, I'm going to be left out of the party. Because seriously, any wrestling TV show you watch recently, everyone is doing a crossbody. So now she just wanted to do a nuts one, so did it to the outside, when they had built up their meter, so they were going finish, 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 when Sakura just nailed her with this tiger driver... And she landed right on her head. Sakura then missed the moonsault, so of course Sheeta went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Amazingly, that didn't work. When they started to trade backbreakers. I was like, what did, what did the bat ever do to you? Oh man, it's holding me up all day. They then charged each other, which is when Sheeta was able to hit the falcon arrow and follow up with that big old knee to get the one, two, three. Like I always tell you, if it rhymes, it means we've done something right. This is very, very good. Getting it up. Renee was back after this. He was talking to Adam Copeland. He admitted that ever since he arrived in AEW, things haven't been going to plan, because all he wanted to do was tag up with Christian Cage. But this goober keeps saying no. He then tied this into real life, because he mentioned that they have been friends for 40 years, and on every occasion, he's just tried to help the man, because even when they first got to know each other, they found this contest, and the winner would get free wrestling training. They both agreed to enter, and even though Adam went on to win it, he then found out that Cage hadn't even bothered to do it. Why? It also meant that he got to WWE first and he was telling everyone, oh, you've got to hire my friend Christian. And ever since then, sure, it has been Adam and Jay as well as Edge and Christian. You can see where he's going with this. Renee then just threw it out there. Well, it sounds like jealousy to me, but Edge was like, look, it's nothing to do with that. I don't want to be the TNT champion. I don't want to steal his spotlight. I just want to be close to my bestest friend. Because they wanted to know what was next for Copeland and he was like, I don't know, but what I do know is that eventually Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne are gonna turn on this guy and given everything that's happened, I'll still be there to pick him up. That is what friends do. We can't have been watching the show because Cage will definitely murder those two people before they do anything to him. But you'll be surprised to hear that Adam Copeland is very good at this stuff. He just makes you believe, he just makes you care. 
and he is just getting it up. It was back to the Wardlow push after this, because he destroyed Ryan Nemeth. Now, Nemeth did have a plan, which was to just charge at Wardlow, but honestly, this was like going, I'll enter this door by headbanging it. Who would do a thing like that? And Wardlow grabbed him and gave him this crazy bomb of power, and the ref looked at Nemeth and went, yep, he is most definitely knocked out. Match done. Now, I did hope we were going to get something extra here, and we did, because Tony Schiavone was like, hey, Ward, why do you keep doing this stuff? And all Mr. Lowe did was raised up his wrist, and what was written on the tape? MJF. He also kind of went heel here, because he pushed Tony Schiavone on the floor. Even the fans are like, wait a minute, did he just do that? And I really enjoyed this, because now we know what his goal is, and as we said at the start of this week's ups and downs, MJF now has a massive target on his back, as he should. He is the world champion, and of course Wardlow would be pissed off with him. If you know, you know, giving it an up. Renee was then definitely earning her paycheck for the evening too, because she was with Kenny Omega. Now, Omega did admit that his win-loss record recently had been putrid, good use of that word there, but this is why he's thankful that Carl Fletcher called him out, because now he remembers who the flub Kenny Omega is. He also dropped the massive tease, because he's like, look, when I am done with Carl Fletcher, and I am done with the Don Callis family, maybe I too will turn my attentions to that world championship. Sounds pretty good to me. Now, MGF must have been watching that from like here, because he just walked right into the frame. I think this is the first time these two have interacted on AEW TV. So they're like, oh, hello, pleasure to meet you when we repeat the skit from BTE. Because Max let right in and he just said, 13 days, you son of a bitch. So I laughed back then and I laughed again here. And of course, this ties into the fact that if Friedman does hold the title for another 13 days, he will surpass Kenny Omega's world title reign. And Kenneth here was a bit like, well, we'll see about that. Talk about giving me a massive tease. Here's the thing though, I like being teased. What? Up. We were then back to Roderick Strong's humble abode after this. So straight away, 50% of fans were really mad, and 50% of fans were really excited, because goofy wrestling for life. It all started with Mike Bennett playing bongos and singing Neck Strong to the tune of Headstrong. So this was funny right away, when Ronnie was all like, hey Adam, I want you to make me some coffee. Now he did do this, but Ronnie just spat it out straight away because it was way too strong. When he was also like, man, do you remember back in the Ring of Honor days, you used to make great peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Why don't we do that right now? This also meant we got to a slow motion montage of Adam Cole making PB&J sandwiches. I don't care, man. This is what I want from my wrestling. It was so dumb. And I sat there, I thought to myself, you know what? I am happy. He also saw Strong spit this out once again, because he doesn't like crust, which is when Adam had enough, and I don't blame him. He was like, look, I haven't talked to MGF in ages, plus I need surgery. I'm leaving, Roderick. Deal with it yourself. Of course, Strong tried to get him back by going, I don't know, but this time it didn't work. When he came up with another plan, and he said to his boys, I know what I have to do. Get close to that scumbag, MJF. So this is tying in too. So I hope that Maxwell doesn't watch the show because he's going to be aware of this straight away. But once again, this was two plus two equals four stuff. It makes all the sense in the world. And bravo to AEW for like adapting on the fly here. Even though Adam Cole is injured, and all the best to him. It is getting it up. GW4L. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It was back to Tony Schiavone after this, who was a super sad panda he was going to have to interview the Don Callis family. Callis instantly sung the praises of Powerhouse Hobbs because, of course, last week he had absolutely wrecked Trish Jericho when William got on the mic and he actually gave us an explanation. Because way back in 1998, him and his grandma went to a show and Chris Jericho was there. And as they cheered on their hero, what did he do? He turned around and said, you two better shut up and sit down. And on that day, Powerhouse Will Hobbs promised to get revenge. Fair play to him, he did. Don then went on ranting about how all the guys he's taken in have become killing machines, which sound illegal, and that they have won every single match. Aside from that time, Sammy Guevara got a concussion, and they brought in Carl Fletcher, and that guy dropped the ball. Now, of course, this was a professional wrestling show, so as soon as somebody said his name, here came Carl Fletcher. He was super pissed as well, because he's like, listen, Don, I only did that because you needed a favor. And actually, if you want to see how good I am, well, watch my match with Kenny Omega in about 32 seconds and see how I beat him without any help from you. Don then went straight back into emotional manipulation mode, because he was all like, well, I tell you, if you do beat him, maybe we'll have something to talk about when out came Kenny Omega and my word. These two had a flubbing great match. Callis was on commentary too, so we were able to tie in this story with Carl Fletcher, and there's no way that it's done. And this elbow, the Aussie Open man, gave Kenny to start this. I mean, I thought he killed him. Omega was still able to throw him to the outside when he too tried for the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody. But that didn't work out well for him, because Carl grabbed him, and he chucked him into the front row. Carl then stopped the Terminator dive as they both went for the big old chops. When Kenny went to hit the you can't escape, but Carl Fletcher escaped again. He's done this before. And I was all like, well, what do I do now? My life is a lie. Am I even called Simon? And do I actually have hair? Instead of making hit this mad moonsault to the outside when he just went off. So we had half and half suplexes, dropkick, brain busters, lawn darts, Mishunoku drivers. I mean, it was just so, so crazy. And then Omega hit this V trigger. It's one of the most best things you've ever seen in your life. He also followed it up with a poison runner and hit another V-trigger, and Carl Fletcher did a one-two ooh, and everybody lost it at that. We sold it like a big deal. It was. Carl then countered the one-wing angel and went for that dragon sleeper that he has been using to win matches, but Omega was able to get out of that. He hit an even better V-trigger and the one-wing angel, and he got the three. Look at me, clapping like a seal. Even before I finished my sentence, this was absolutely faboo up. You have got to go and watch it. Of course, Callis instantly turned on Carl and called him a massive loser. So again, keep your eye on this. I don't think we're done. We then had another video for the return of Dan Housen. And I cannot lie, I'm so excited, Housen, about this. 
when Lance Archer just turned up. I was like, where have you been? Now, I'm not sure this was actually the best place to do his comeback because, of course, he was involved in a squash match because that's what you should do with Lance Archer. But given that I'd seen a quicker squash match around about 30 minutes ago, it was just a bit like, huh. He was also taken on Barrett Brown, so you knew that he wasn't going to win, although shout out to Barrett. This is a cool thing for him to do. And Lance hit the blackout, and he got the one, two, three. Now, I am going to give it an up, but sometimes I just get in funny moods. I mean, look at me. I'm kind of a funny chap, and I am going to give the fact having two squash matches on one show a down, because it just lacked a certain impact. I mean, Lance Archer was gone. Nobody mentioned him again. So it felt a little bit directionless. Now look, that is way too over the top. I don't know why I've done it. I must have woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Excalibur then told us that a brand new Swerve Strickland music video is going to air on the AEW YouTube channel soon. I bet that's way good. When we did have Swerve and Prince Nana walking in a park. Now Swerve did admit that given everything that's happened recently, he should be excited. But he's not. Because he should be the TNT champion. And the major reason he doesn't have that belt is because of Hangman Adam Page. Strickland then made a massive threat, because he was all like, sometimes people do make mistakes, and it's their friends that suffer. That was absolutely a swipe at the Young Bucks. So as Brian Danielson said in an interview recently, there is just something so damn special about Swerve Strickland. We have said it on this show before. And if we let him cook properly, and it sounds like we are giving him the ingredients, by 2024 at the latest, he should be some kind of champion. So I am going to give it him up. It's been so cool to see him smashing it the past few weeks. We then had yet more interviews after this, although this was a super sad one. I mean, be still my beating heart. Because Tony Schiavone did introduce Sting, who came to the ring, when he was all like, let me talk to you for a little bit before I say the word. Ruh-roh. From there, though, he did talk about his career and how much people like Ric Flair and Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell and the Steiners had helped him. And he also mentioned Dusty Rhodes and how... He found a brand new lease of life in the modern day by hurling himself off balconies. <laughs> it's true. This is when he got to it, though, and he said the word retirement. Because, of course, once he had to give this up in 2015, but that didn't sit well with him because it wasn't on his terms. So given that he did have his first match at Revolution 2021, at Revolution 2024, Sting is retiring. I was like, man... This is not happy times at all. Even though he is 64 years old, I still went, no, like I was Darth Vader. But that just sums up how amazing his run has been. I mean, not only what he did back in WCW and the small thing he did in WWE and TNA, but man, he has been a badass in AEW and it's been wonderful to see. I don't think he's playing either because he even said the only thing to be sure about Sting is that Sting is retiring at Revolution 2024. And yeah. That's his line. This is when his music hit, and very nicely, the entire venue did stand up and give him a round of applause. So this is just bittersweet, because of course you want him to retire when he thinks the time is right. I don't want Sting not to be on my television. I love this man. So I am going to give it an up, even though, you know, I don't like it at all. But I also do like it, because I just like Sting. That's a very, very complicated situation with my emotions all over the place. But here's the deal. Let's just wrap it up into a package. When he does say goodbye forever, he is absolutely one of the best to ever do it. Incredibly true, we went right into Goofy Wrestling for Life after this, because RJ City was here, and he was going to introduce us to Tony Storm's brand new movie. I'm so excited. It's also called Gone with the Storm, and before we did start, Tony ran in, and she told him, you know the deal, chin up and tits out. He then ran the silent movie, and this time we had text on the screen, so you could see what they were saying to each other. 
and it's just an absolute hoot. This is everything I love about professional wrestling. As far as I'm concerned, this is the best that Tony Storm has ever been. It's not like she was bad before. She has just raised her game. I saw someone on the internet that apparently she's getting a butler or something next week. I mean, maybe I made that up or they made it up. I don't know, but that could make this even better. But if you want to talk about greatest new gimmicks in 2024, let me present you Exhibit A. It's absolutely getting it up. I'm actually going to watch it again as soon as I'm done. When we went proper sports entertainment, because Jim Ross was doing a sit down with Nick Wayne and his mother, and I still don't think we've named Nick Wayne's mum. That's all she is. The mumsy, the mother, the mum, the mom, whatever you want to say. Although I looked it up and her name is Shayna. Hello. Now, I do love that the Wayne family have decided to air this in public, but of course the mum was totally devastated here, and she was like, Nick, how could you do this? Especially because Darby Allen has been like a brother to you. There's also the fact that Christian has said some terrible things about her husband and your dad. This is when Nick Wayne was like, yeah, you better shut it. And I was like, well, that's one way to go heel. Even JR was appalled. Wayne's point, though, is that now it's time for him to prove himself. And that Cage was a better dad than his real dad ever was. This is what I did. I was just like dying inside. I couldn't believe it. And I cannot believe that we got here. This is part of the story. I'm actually pleased that we're going in this direction. I have a very dark side right here. Cage then walked in and asked his son if he's ready to go home. As Nick told his mum that she too sucked as a parent. I just fell on the floor. Thankfully, she slapped him because she did deserve that and said, you are dead to me. Because there's a lot of death during this angle where Christian and Nick Wayne left with Cage going, you should have picked up the phone. That's it, that's done. They then left and got into a fight with Darby Allen. Luchasaurus got involved and they brought out right into the ringside area where Sting was here when the good guys chased away the bad guys. And look, Revolution 2024 is way too far away for this to be Sting's last match. But should we do something here? Yes. I also admit this was totally cheesy and over the top, but sometimes I just want that. I don't want wrestling just to be serious, serious, oh my gosh, serious. Although actually, when you talk about the undertones, what was more serious than this? I mean, we went down a very, very crazy path, and I am giving it an up. Which did indeed bring us to our main event, which was the Dynamite Battle Royal 9000. Fair play to AEW. They made this feel like a big deal. It also featured Juice Robinson, Dustin Rhodes, Matt Menard, Daniel Garcia, Max Caster, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Trent, Jake Hagar, Commander with a C, Johnny TV, and Matt Seidel. Plus, MJF was on commentary, so we had it all. Johnny TV threw Seidel quite early on as well, which is when Daniel Garcia wanted to dance. But of all the people Matt Menard stopped him, that was going to be the part of a story. Hagar then threw Matt Hardy, which actually could have happened in WWE when we had this great bit. Because Maxwell went to the ring and he paid off Dustin Rhodes, who then got Juice Robinson and booted him right in the balls with the Shattered Dreams. Which means a man had paid another man to attack another man's penis. Daniel and Daddy then got rid of Commander, because I like to think they got together and said, we don't enjoy how he spells his name with a K. It's meant to be a C. And all of a sudden, Dustin Rhodes was here, and he smashed out a destroyer. That was a great sequence, too, because then he hugged Trent, who had been involved, so they grabbed Hagar and threw him over the top. That was really fun. Daniel then saved Menard, which allowed Mr. Hardnipples to throw out Trent, when all of a sudden, Daniel threw Jeff Hardy. That is Jeff Hardy. That's a big deal. By this time, too, Garcia was desperate to do his dance, but of course, Matt would not let him. And because this was like the third time, they got into a pushing contest. I was like, oh no. It meant within the fracas, Dustin was able to get rid of Matt, and then all of a sudden Garcia to use that to get rid of Dustin to all the booze. And of course, now he was free to dance when Max Caster <laughs> eliminated him. 
And I was like, well, I guess Matt Menard was right. This tied into the story as well, because of course the last two were Juice Robinson and Max Caster. And just as they got into it, Jay White appeared and he attacked Maxwell on commentary and he as well hit him right in the penis. You know the deal as well. If you are a wrestler in the ring and you're doing well and all of a sudden wrestlers on the outside of the ring start doing something, you are totally distracted and this did happen to poor Max, which is when Juice Robinson put on his fake ring, he punched Caster right in the face, he threw him over the top and he won. It also meant that Dynamite ended with MJF looking at the Bullet Club and Bullet Club looking at MJF as they raised the AEW world title and that fake ring. And yes, look, as we said earlier, this is the obvious way to go, but it's obvious because it's not two plus two equals potato, and we're just doing what makes sense. I ain't got no problem with that. I thought this was good. Up. It also means we continue on the build to full gear, which I think is doing very well right now, and I enjoyed this dynamite. So we had goofy wrestling, we had serious wrestling, and we had a man trying to dance. Up. Now, of course, please do leave a comment below and let me know how wrong I was and your opinion on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Look at the video that's on the screen. It's ups and downs for NXT, so please support that. When you go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media, and just try and have a lovely day and smile at your fellow human being. But don't do it too creepy. People don't like that. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.